Hello, and welcome back to our study of Penina Halacha, the teachings of Rebbe Leazar Malamed, Shlita. We continue our learning. We close out our first week, learning in the merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, for the brave soldiers of the IDF, for those who need healing, and of course, for the release of every single hostage. The next chapter is Gili HaTorah Be'aretz. Iker Gili HaTorah Be'aretz Yisrael, the main revelation of Torah is in Israel, as we saw earlier in chapter 2, that no prophet can give prophecy except in Israel or about the land of Israel. And even the revelation of the oral tradition is in Israel. The major based in the major court which had over 70 members, was situated in Jerusalem, and that was the mainstay of Torah Shabbat of the oral tradition. V'heim amude ha-hora'ah, and they were the foundations, the stalwarts of teaching for the Jewish people. V'heim choku mishpat Yisrael. This is based on the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Mamrim. All laws and judgments and statutes went to the Jewish people through the major court. But based on Hagadol ha-yosh from shivim v'echad zikhenim, as I mentioned, there were 71 who sat, 71 scholars who sat on this basin, and this basin, which is also called the Great Sanhedrin, they were given the responsibility to establish takonos, any sort of enactments, any sort of gzeros, any sort of decrees, and it was responsibility of the Jewish people to listen to their voice, in Amar, Pasuk and Devarim says that you have to do whatever it is that they tell you, but it says from that place that Hashem will choose. Of course, that place referring to the base in Yerushalayim. And it is a positive commandment to listen to their teaching. And someone who does not listen to their teaching or to their enactments and doesn't listen to what they tell people to do is in violation of a negative commandment. Again, from the Rambam. But now that we no longer have the great Bastin, we don't have the Sanhedrin. So then the smicha, the, as we would call it, the tradition given one to the next, so then there is a something lacking in that chain. And only as needed in specific instances, the sages enacted certain decrees, let's say in times of great need. Furthermore, the basin of the Sanhedrin, the great Sanhedrin, they also had the responsibility that they could adjudicate differences or machlokas, any sort of dispute between the Chachamim, between the sages themselves, and therefore the Torah was one. In other words, there was one indisputable dispute settler, if that makes any sense. However, once there's no longer Sanhedrin, so then we have so many more opinions, and the light of Torah is diminished, until we come sort of compartmentalized, so we have silos of Torah. So in other words, in the time of Sanhedrin, their word was final, and if there was a machlokas, if there was a dispute among Chachamim, then they would have a way to settle it. We don't have that anymore. 
Lo rak she'elos haklal shebehen esek bein hisagdol akshuras Eretz Yisrael. And it wasn't just the general questions that the based in the Sanhedrin dealt with that are connected to Israel. Ela aftine hayachad shebarim lufnei habeistin. But even individual matters that came in front of the court. Kamodine misa, knossos, malkos, ashar hadinim, capital cases, any penalty cases, malkos, lashes, other laws, tulim be'eret Yisrael, they all depended on Israel. Because this is all relies on the smicha, on the chain of tradition that was given from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yehoshua, etc., similar to what we see in the first parak of, in the first Mishnah of Perak Yavos. And they gave it to their students. And this tradition, this authority was passed over from generation to generation. But to give smicha, the term that we kind of use loosely, but to give smicha, a rav, to his Talmud, to his student, can only be done in Israel. However, outside of Israel, a rav was not allowed to give smicha to his student. And this happened at least 300 years after the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash. That when there were so many xeris, so many restrictions and so much persecution, and the settling of the Jewish people in the land of Israel was wavering, and the Torah study was dwindling, perhaps there were no halls of study open. Then the notion of smicha, of transmitting from one generation to the next, from one teacher to the next, virtually disappeared. And even though the center of Jewish learning was in Babylonia, hence the Babylonian Talmud, but even though they were study halls filled with people and Torah moved there, nevertheless, the notion of smicha and of giving one to the next still was not put back into place. Why? Simply because they were outside of Israel. So it comes out that those sages in Babylonia, they couldn't adjudicate matters for the cloud. They can only adjudicate matters or relate to matters or make decrees based on what their society in Babylonia needed at the time. Because in order to at least keep this community going, so people who would not have real smicha, again, but the classic sense of smicha, in Eretz Yisrael, they could do that based on the Gemaras in several places. We see that the establishment and the maintaining of the Torah depends on the land of Israel. So we're going to continue along this thought as we go further, but in the meantime, I wanted to thank everyone for listening this week. Wish everybody a restful and peaceful Shabbos. Shabbos of and again, please keep davening for our brothers and sisters in Israel, the Gagyev, and the safe return of all the hostages. Till then, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. <laughs>